Hello, beautiful people. I'm Haley Helveston. I'm your guide to love. Welcome back. This podcast is all about holistic health, sacred sexuality, and spirituality. I have a really special guest here today, Dr. Kaminsky, and he is a board-certified urologist specializing in men's health, sexual wellness, and low testosterone. He's in New York. Welcome. Great to be here. Thank you for having me. Yes, I'm so excited to have you because he was also featured on Cosmo and Howard Stern. So you know your stuff. Tell everybody a little bit about what you're doing. Well, I'm a urologist um, uh, in Manhattan, Midtown Manhattan, and my practice has sort of evolved mainly to, to men's health, but with a focus on uh, benign diseases, uh, uh, erectile dysfunction, premature ejaculation, all sexual problems and low testosterone. So, so we see a lot of patients with uh, low testosterone. We do treat women, um, but mainly I'd say 80% of the patients we see are, are male. And then why, because I, I have that down is, okay, so why do so many men struggle with this? Like, is this is really common now. <clears throat> well, men have all sorts of sexual problems. Um, erectile dysfunction, premature ejaculation, probably the most common uh, male sexual problem, and of course, low testosterone. And uh, low testosterone, we're seeing more and more, we're seeing it in younger men as well. And I think uh, obesity, sedentary lifestyle, anxiety, stress, all cause low testosterone. And uh, symptoms are, could be depression, uh, low libido, poor erections, moodiness, lack of focus, energy. So it causes problems in and out of the bedroom. But is low testosterone easy to fix? Well, yeah, we have a lot of treatments. In the younger men, uh, we don't use testosterone because just, I don't want to get too technical, but there's a gland in the, in the brain, the pituitary gland that stimulates the testicles to make sperm and testosterone. So the problem can be either the pituitary gland not working or the testicles not working properly. Uh, in younger men, if we give you testosterone, it suppresses your pituitary gland and actually causes infertility. So we mm. don't want to do that in, in younger men. Older men, we can give them testosterone. But yeah, so there's things we can do to stimulate the pituitary gland and a whole host of medicines to replace testosterone. Mm. Okay, and then for, are you seeing the men struggling with erectile dysfunction? What is the cause of that? Well, there's a lot of different, different causes. So uh, ultimately, uh, an erection is a vascular event. So you need a, a tremendous amount of blood flow coming into the penis, and then that blood has to trap or stay in the penis to keep the erection. So some men have a vascular problem, that the, so the penile arteries, the blood flow to the penis are through these tiny little arteries that are a fraction of the size of your coronary artery, the arteries to your heart. So nobody dies of erectile dysfunction, but people do die of heart attacks. So anything that causes your increases risk of vascular disease, increases risks of erectile dysfunction. So smoking, most common correctable cause of, of, e, of ED, um, obesity. So anything, diabetes is a big risk factor. Another, we see, we're seeing a lot of young men with ED. And 
particularly now when there's a lot of stress in the world, it's even more. So what stress or anxiety do to men or women, it, sexual function is it, it causes the sympathetic nervous system to be more active. The sympathetic nervous system causes blood vessels to constrict and so diminishes blood flow. So if you've ever gone outside in the cold, it's not that cold in Atlanta, but when it's cold, what happens? Your fingers get numb, right? Because the, the body constricts blood vessels to the periphery. They want to, it wants to keep the, the blood in the core of the body. So the penis, the clitoris, those are extremities. And stress and cold have the same physiologic response. It causes a constriction of blood vessels. And uh, you don't get an erection. So when guys or women have anxiety or stress, am I going to get an erection? I'm not going to get an erection. Increases sympathetic tone, and that's a killer. And is watching porn too much a problem of erectile dysfunction, or am I just hearing that? Because that's what I've heard. Yeah, that's a really interesting question, mm-hmm. and I think it. Uh, I think porn, you know, works. You know, porn's great if if it's not too much. Anything that uh, is too much. So, so now what's going on now? People are quarantined at home. <laughs> so uh, uh, the porn sites are going crazy. So people are, are masturbating to porn, which is fine. But you have to realize that that is acting, that that's not real. So a lot of guys do develop these porn addictions and they feel insecure because they don't look like a porn star. They don't have sex like a porn star. And their partners don't look or have sex like porn stars. So they, they get conditioned to these images. And then when they're with a normal person, uh, they, they have problems. So what I tell patients is you have, well, you have two choices. You either cut down on the porn or, you know, watch porn with your partner. But, uh, you know, you have to, so a lot of guys can't climax without, because they're so used, they, they develop these neural pathways and they're so uh, used to these images that they need that. So, you know. And this is a big issue for people? Well, we see a lot of young guys, yeah, who, who are so, you know, they, they come to me and say, Doc, you know, I can't, I can't get it up. And you talk to them and they're masturbating, you know, two or three times a day. And then, yeah, they can't get it up with their partner. So, you know, a little, sometimes just a little common sense is, is all you need. You don't need a medical degree. Yeah. You know what's so interesting, too, is I don't know if you see this. I had a guy recently, I did a call with him. Um, he's in a sexless relationship. And he told me that he was watching porn multiple times a day, too. But he was like, well, I wouldn't do that if my wife and I were having sex. Yeah, I think there's more to that. It takes, <clears throat> it takes, uh, you know, two to tango. And uh, I'm sure, uh, you know, I'm sure his wife would have a different take on the situation. So, you know, like you always say, communication is, is the key. And, uh, you know, that's a couple that needs to see a therapist. Mm-hmm. So it's very difficult for a couple like that to work, work things out on their own. And 
one of the dynamics that I find that is most difficult for a relationship is when the man has a lower sex drive than the woman. Mm. So when the woman, because the women get very angry, it's not the way, you know, it is in movies, you know, or in books where the guy is the aggressor. So when I, in these marriages that aren't having sex and the women, you know, want to have sex, they get very, very angry. Oh, but how common is this? You know, in the low testosterone uh, cohort of patients that we see, it's very common because the guys have no, no sex drive. So, um, and then when you replace the testosterone, they feel, so, so testosterone is, is the male hormone and what makes a man, you know, feel like a man. You know, why do a lot of middle-aged men feel crappy? It's because their testosterone's low. Mm, yeah. And also, people don't realize this, but women have testosterone as well. So after menopause, the testosterone levels go almost to zero. So we, we sometimes treat women with testosterone replacement as well. Yeah, that is so interesting, though. I think that that's something, too, that I've, I talk a lot about with people is, like, the we have so many beliefs around sexuality that aren't true of how you said, oh, you know, well, in movies, they said that the guy's always supposed to be more sexual than the woman, or he's always supposed to initiate. Yeah, I mean, every couple's different, but people, I, I find that a really difficult dynamic in a couple where the woman is feels like she's being rejected and then that brings up all this anger issues and insecurities and so so we work very closely with sex therapists with our patients so patients particularly when there's a a couple issue we we try to 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 work with our sex therapist colleagues and uh, particularly patients with uh, premature ejaculation we send to sex therapists as well and try to help them deal with this. There's medicines we use, and we use a lot of uh, uh, over-the-counter and pharmaceutical stuff for premature ejaculation, but I feel, think sex therapists always, or, or relationship therapists always are add to the patient's uh, response. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but also I wanted to ask you too, do you think that, because you know, now they say there's this whole thing about how there's so many sexless relationships now. Do you think that's as common as they say it is? I, yeah. Mm-hmm. In older couples, people have been together for, uh, you know, a number of years. Yeah. And uh, it was funny because when uh, Viagra first came out, uh, we did clinical trials. We have a clinical research site in New York, and we've been involved in the development of most of the ED drugs and testosterone drugs. So when we first had treatments for ED, it really changed uh, the dynamics in a lot of relationships. Uh, a lot of women weren't that happy because they were, you know, for years they didn't have sex. And now the, the men had a new toy, this erect penis. And they're saying, you know, they hadn't had sex in 10 years. And guys are like, all right, I'm ready to go. And the women say, whoa, let's, uh, let's talk this over. Mm, interesting. That's so fascinating because one thing that I've learned is, is like, I think women are way more sexual than men. We just haven't tapped into that. I mean, the orgasmic potential of women is limitless. 
Absolutely. So, um, you know, most men are, you know, particularly as they get a little older, are one and done. Uh, women are have much more uh, sexual capabilities, and and also men, <clears throat> as they get older, their testosterone decreases and their sexual drive and performance decreases. Women, their sexual uh, potential increases as they reach their mid thirties, and uh, for a lot of reasons, including you know, confidence and maybe mm-hmm. less worried about getting pregnant and knowing what they like and uh, how to how to get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay, so are you a big fan of semen retention? Of what? Of oh, semen retention, yeah. Yeah, the tantric, uh, mm-hmm. well, no, you know, that's, you know, we, uh, I think it's, you know, that's not something we really focus on in our practice. I think, you know, that goes to the one and done thing we were just mm-hmm. talking about. Mm-hmm. So we do see a lot of guys, guys who come too quickly so anything the tantric uh philosophy or you know to slow them down and to enjoy the journey and not think just about you know finishing up and yeah uh, coming i think is helpful for a, a lot of patients and you know why do men come quickly well because that's how they learn to come so men you know, most men, when they start, or kids, when they start to masturbate, they're scared of getting caught. So they do it really fast, you know, and they, and so they, again, create these neural pathways uh, that train them to do that. Or they're watching porn and, you know, they can't get through the first scene. You know, they just want to, you know, get off. And so then, then when you're with a partner, you know, you got to slow down and you have to, so it's a whole different sort of mindset. Yeah. It's just so fascinating to me because I think that you're right. That is true about men. And then women, it's like, I mean, I didn't have my first orgasm until I was like 20, you know? So I think that it's so interesting. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, <clears throat> I don't think there's a man on the planet who could say that, right. That they hadn't, first uh, had an orgasm until they Mm -hmm. were 20 you know so you know it's uh we're different you know there's a lot of similarities but there's a lot of differences and uh, you know i think the more you bridge that gap and you know understand where the other gender is coming from you know better sex and happier couples Mm, yes i so agree with you on that i mean i always say like i think the world would be magical amazing place if people are more fulfilled sexually yeah you know people people you know there's parts of the world where female sexuality is suppressed there's still parts of the world where they're practicing uh female genital uh, Mm. mutilation and uh clitorectomies these are usually places that are economically downtrodden there's a lot of, uh, you know, religious fascism. If people had a, you know, people just want to be happy everywhere, right? People want to have a, their children to have a better life. They want to have pleasure and what's more pleasurable than, you know, a healthy sexual relationship. So I agree with you there. Mm. Yeah, because one thing that I've noticed with a lot of women, it's like a lot of women are on that combo with the antidepressant and the birth control. 
And then you add in a stressful job and a relationship that's kind of up and down. I mean, of course your sex life isn't that great. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, there's all these uh, stressors that are we have in modern life that are inhibitors. That's why people, you know, you talk to them and they may have these sexless or not a lot of sex or bad sex, but then they go on vacation and everybody loves vacation sex. Mm -hmm. So, you know, so I talk to patients about their problems and, you know, I always find out what's the best you know, particularly with men with erections, what's the best, your A1 erection? Is it in the morning? Is it when you're masturbating? If you're on vacation? So that's your physiologic capability. And anything less than that, it's some exogenous factor, something else, stress, you know, you had a fight with your partner, you're thinking about work, you know, you're anxious. So, So I like to look at what's the best and then we work back from there because that, that's what our goal is. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if the best isn't very good, then there's medicines. So I, you know, I've been using the Viagra, Levitra, Cialis, those drugs <clears throat> for many years. And what they do, what I like to tell patients, men, is what they do is they turn the clock back 15 years. So if you're 50 and your erections aren't as good as they were as when you were 35 and you care about it, then there's a treatment. If you don't care, then there's no reason to take it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And do you, so it does actually work. Oh, those drugs work. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, so sometimes patients say, well, you know, I, I, I just use it recreationally or will mm-hmm. the insurance company pay if it's for recreational use? And I say, all sex is recreational. That's what sex is. Basically. So, yeah. <laughs> Unless yeah. you're trying to have a baby. So it, Right. So, um, you know, if you want to have better erections and, you know, patients, men come to me and they have a perfectly normal erection, but they want to have sex twice, you know, in a session and they can't get it up again. That's the first change with aging is increased latency time between erections. So why not? If there's a pill that'll make you, you know, be able to do it again in the same day it's not for me to say, no, you don't need it, or an insurance company to say, no, that doesn't qualify. It, there's a medicine that makes it better, that has you know little or, or no side effect. Mm. So. I agree with that, because I think that there, nothing's worse when you're like, hello, and then the, part, the person that can't do anything. <laughs> so yeah, anything to make women globally happier. <laughs> I, yeah, happy wife, happy life, happy partner, <laughs> yes. happy <laughs> yeah that is so true okay so what would you tell people that are struggling right now and sexually you know they're in quarantine what would what are a few tips to give them yeah so if you're quarantining uh well first off make sure you get outside you have to get uh, you have to get sunlight you have to have vitamin d uh exercise the weather's getting nice throughout the country particularly here in the northeast get outside socially distance but take walks exercise you know uh if you're quarantining with a partner you know the dynamics have changed you usually don't see your partner all day every day so give each other space you know do your work in another part of the house if you can you know a lot of people are in small apartments but you have to give each other 
space and, and time and respect the, you know, people's privacy, even if you're in a relationship. So I think exercising is really important. I think we're going to see a lot of people coming in with uh, low testosterone because they're sedentary, they're uh, gaining weight, maybe drinking more than they're used to. So try to maintain a healthy lifestyle. This is going to end and we'll be back to, to our new normal real soon. Mm, yes, I love that about the sunlight, though, because I read recently saying that most people are low in vitamin D. Yeah, very, very common. I've been, I've been out on the golf course. The golf courses are open here in New York, so um, I'm getting plenty of too much vitamin D. I forget to wear my sunscreen. Mm, no, hey, hey oh, it's better to have that problem than the other. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Okay. So what takeaway do you want to leave with everybody? Well, uh, first off, I want to congratulate you. You're really doing good work and uh, helping a lot of people. And so uh, people should avail themselves of people like yourself and your services. Um, you know, I think uh, healthy, healthy lives, you know, I think I mentioned before about vascular health and, and the penile and clitoral arteries or, or, or a fraction of the, um, of the coronary arteries. So anything that improves your vascular health is going to improve your sex life. So get out, exercise. Uh, if you're overweight, now's the time to make changes. If you smoke, quit smoking. If you're overweight, lose weight. This is, this is an opportunity to, to reset. It's also an opportunity to reset relationships, both you know, personal and interpersonal. So, um, you know, we're going to get through this and hopefully everyone's going to come out a, a better person. Mm, yes, definitely. I so agree with you on that. Yeah. Okay. So where can everybody find you? So we have an Instagram uh, site. It's at Dr. Jed Kamenetsky. Uh, our website is uh, University Urology. We're available for virtual visits. So now you don't have to be in New York to see me. You could just set up a virtual visit. Um, and we're in Midtown Manhattan. So, yeah. Mm, sounds great. Okay. Thank you so much for joining me. Such a great conversation. I love talking about this. And of course, for the people that are doing the work, because happy relationships are vital. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Let's do it again sometime. Yes, definitely. And everybody, be sure to DM either of us on Instagram if you have any questions. Like, share, tell everybody about the podcast and yeah if anyone has questions you could forward them to me if there's anything specifically for me happy to help okay yeah for sure definitely and i will talk with all you people later bye